0: Hello and welcome to End Goals, an LCMS youth ministry podcast. I'm host, Reverend Mark Kiesling, and I'm with DCE, Juliana Schultz, and we are here to bring parents, church workers, and lay leaders discussions and resources to help your youth ministry meet its end goal, which is young people who are disciples of Jesus Christ for life. Today we are talking about the practice where congregations help young people live out their unique vocation.
1: LCMS Youth Ministry has identified seven practices of healthy youth ministry uh, based on research and practical experience in our theology. Um, and this is the final of the seven practices. We made it all the way through. So this is the last one. So if you've been listening along, uh, you are on the seventh practice. Hopefully you aren't totally overwhelmed by this <laughs> point. Um But we're going to focus on helping young people live out their unique vocation.
0: And we've certainly have used this term before, but maybe we haven't defined it. Uh, Vocation is a term that literally means calling. Every Christian is called to unique roles or tasks through which God cares for his creation. They are usually described as maybe by areas like church or home, work, and community.
1: So vocation came to the forefront in our research as we talked uh, with young people and with congregations, with youth leaders across the country. Uh, and one of the places we saw this was in some research on by Barna um, and other places as well, uh, where Gen Z, this generation that's currently in our youth groups, is really a generation of action. You are what you do. And they define the church is what it does. Uh, They are people who want to be entrepreneurs. (laughs) Two thirds of them want to be uh, owners of their own businesses at some point. Uh, They are strong in terms of looking for achievement. Uh, And so those young people are looking to see how their faith impacts their everyday life, not just their Sunday morning.
0: Absolutely, it speaks to that, guys. I guess maybe those key questions are asking about what is that purpose of the things I do, of my life, of the Christian faith um, and my interaction with people around me and living that out every day. So vocation gives us that, I guess, conversation piece to maybe answer that question of what is the purpose to all these things that we do, these uh, opportunities God has given to us or the gifts that He's given us. And it's also strongly tied to service and leadership opportunities. Our research of young adults found that while nearly all of them said that they were prepared to serve their church and their community, only about a quarter were actually engaged in leadership in their church. We also know that having young leaders helps keep and attract young people to the church.
1: These were really important things that, uh, for us as we pulled away from that uh, that millennial study. Uh, We also recognize that in our society today, families and young people have become less church-centric in terms of their time and their priorities. Uh, The church is not necessarily the center of their social world anymore. Um, And while they can still have really strong ties to spiritual practice, making sure they're in worship, um, we also probably need to be thinking more about how are we talking to them about how Uh, Their vocation follows them in all of these other things that they're Mm -hmm. spending their time doing. So how are we empowering them and telling them what the priorities are for them to understand and live confidently in those vocations? Uh, So what were some ways that you were taught or have taught about vocation, Mark? Yeah, I think,
0: uh, you know, thinking back to when I was younger, especially too, of how uh, my parents and my church was always very good about helping me understand My uh, giftedness God had given me to use those for his glory and how we serve others and how we kind of get disciplined and consistent in that way. And certainly so many failings that I had in that. Absolutely. But how much of that was an opportunity to learn? I think that's another great thing about the whole concept of vocation is that it's one of these lessons that you can learn throughout your life. Mm -hmm. Those vocations might change a little bit. And that's a way to even talk to young people about hey, you're here now, you've got amazing opportunities to serve right here and now in your many vocations, but then also, um, how does this help you g- prepare for the future? And you know, where you might be a son or daughter now, how do you think to the future when you're maybe husband, wife, mom, and dad, whatever it might be, that it gives kind of that hook, if you will, to be able to talk about those ways in which God has gifted us and how he uses us and how he keeps us connected to a Christian community?
1: Yeah, growing up, I'm not sure necessarily that that I heard the right. word vocation a lot, mm-hmm. but I certainly had adults around me who were saying, hey, you're really good at that. That's something that um, you should be using to the glory of God, or how are you thinking about how you're doing these other activities to the glory of God?
0: And I think sometimes in that context, too, depending on maybe where you're at is when we did even the things like career or whatever it may be to the best of our abilities and Oftentimes, it might start conversation to say, "Why? what's your motivation? Why do you do that? And when we can say, well, it's because God has gifted me or because of the grace God has shown me in Jesus, I give back by giving to you or to whatever, even my company. Um, It opens up conversations about our faith. And so people notice how we live in our vocation and live those out.
1: Yeah, thinking about um, you know, for for me, I went to a public high school, and so Mm -hmm. uh, the friends that I hung out with weren't necessarily Christians, and so uh, my parents talked about that relationship I had with them as a part of my vocation. Now they didn't necessarily use that word, but that's certainly the context in which they were describing my relationship with them. Or you know, as we were looking to uh, to try and do well, whether it's in sports or in school, or um, you know, for me in music or theater. those kinds of things that um, that they were conceptualizing those around how are you using those to glorify God rather than like how are you doing that to get ahead?
0: Yeah, right. I love the conversation we usually get to do this at Lutheran uh, Lutheran Youth Fellowship or other places too. And when either young people already understand that or when they start to understand all the different places God has put them and the gifts they've given to them and like how many ways vocation plays out in their life. I mean, every little thing that they do Uh, They get to interact with people by God's blessing. They get to, again, use those gifts God given to you. So there's just a plethora already in middle school and high school vocations that they're in that sometimes they haven't thought about that yet uh, because they might be thinking like, oh, I keep getting told that's just a part to a larger end to prepare me for something. It's like, man, God's using you right there in that place Um, when you work, when you are a student, when you're an athlete, like you said, musician, whatever it might be, um, just how God can use that and those relationships that get built around that.
1: I love that this uh, the vocation helps us to conceptualize for young people the importance and the value that they have now for God and for the church uh, that isn't just, um, hey, this is something that you're going to get to do someday, uh, but you have important vocations right now uh, that we want you to live out. And so uh, it helps them to think about what they're doing in their everyday life as being as valuable as what their parents are doing Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. um, what other adults around them are doing. Uh, and I think that really plays into the value they have in service and leadership. And certainly, uh, when we think about these key points for uh, vocation and how we help young people live out that unique vocation, that first subpoint we are going to use is that youth understand their role in Christ as Christ's hands and feet in their church, their home, their community, and other areas of vocation.
0: Absolutely. And so in teaching that and living that out in vocation, we can help young people discover their gifts, build their confidence in those gifts, too, um, and explore, again, how God has has, uh, given them amazing abilities. Um, We think about how vocation can identify gifts and skills and passions and experiences that can give them to help, um, you know, maybe kind of solidify those gifts and grow in them as well, and how those help them serve others. And certainly, too, I think one of those pieces of Maybe in some of those high school years when you have uh, people maybe wonder about kind of what's the next steps, it can help give direction and help them understand how they are uniquely gifted for this time and place, but then also maybe for the future as they consider future careers and other vocations too.
1: It's important to see both how that impacts their future, but how that impacts their now. Um, How those contributions they make um, are a way that they are um, living out their faith. It's given to them in Jesus Christ and their baptism. Uh, And and that helps this achievement-focused generation uh, to think about uh, how they want to to live out and why are they looking to achieve. It centers them back on the cross, it centers back on their baptismal identity uh, so that they deeply understand uh, that what they're doing, even if they are achieving or they don't achieve, um, are all done to the glory of God. I think one of the downsides of that achievement focus is that young people tend to uh, prioritize the things that are going to give them the most accolades or you hear about, um, you know, this is going to help me get to X, Y or Z goal. And so I'm going to sacrifice other things in order to make sure that I can achieve that goal. Um, And vocation uh, really kind of centers us back in sort of a day to day Every day, <laughs> monotonous, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, brushing your teeth and um, and and taking care of of your siblings and your friends, or uh, being a, a good teammate or mm-hmm. or a person in your in your classroom, uh, and so it helps us to kind of think about not just that end goal or what the thing I'm going to achieve, but that kind of everyday monotony.
0: That's right, and I think it helps understand too. Um, to help maybe all of us, not this is just for young people, but for all people maybe understand some complex systems and how things get done to understand the roles that play into that. So how does a society run well? How does a church run well? How does a family run well? And it gives those chance, like you said, to talk about those mundane things that need to happen um, for that foundation to be there and for those relationships to be built and for those strong connections to be made. So it's a lot of ways that can really add to a, a real rich conversation. Um, another thing that certainly we see is a key in talking about vocation is that uh, that is an opportunity to help youth reach out to their neighbor in wor- word and deed and to love and share the good news of Jesus Christ. Um, and so so often uh, the, church, the culture has put the church on the margins. And um, our understanding of vocation can be one of those ways, again, that when we teach it well can be an opportunity for young people to reach out as they think of all the hours that they have um, out in the world, in school, in sports, in music, in work, uh, whatever it may be, online, playing games, whatever it might be, and all those hours in which they have opportunities to shine the light of Christ for others and the relationships that they get into where they uh, may see new challenges and opportunities to pray with others, to share the good news of Jesus. And so it helps them when they see in all those aspects of life how God can use them in that. Um, and also uh, vocation lets young people know that God uses them wherever they go. Um, So even if they don't feel that maybe they are equipped now, that they can be assured that God is working through them then and will in the future as well. And uh, the small little service that they have for people that might feel small, but yet is working in uh, amazing ways in the lives of other people. And that God is certainly with them. He's using them to help care of his creation and also to point people back to himself.
1: It's amazing to me. We ask uh, young people when they interview for Lutheran Young Adult Corps, mm. uh, when is it time you have have shared the gospel with someone who does not yet believe? And most of the time they have to think really hard and, and they want some sort of big dramatic mm-hmm. uh, experience. But almost all of the time, uh, the best stories are um, I was in a situation either with a co-worker or a teammate or a friend in school um, and Through that relationship, God opened an opportunity for me to speak the gospel, um, and I'm not sure I did it right, (laughs) and I'm not really sure what the end result of that was. There wasn't um, maybe a dramatic conversion story, um, but I know that I was able to share Jesus um, with that person, that I was able to share my belief in who Jesus is and what he's done for me with that other person. And vocation really helps young people to think about how they're sharing the gospel in a very concrete everyday way and trusting that God is going to work in and through them, that it's not them that has to do that heavy lifting Mm -hmm. (laughs) or any of the lifting, uh, that God's going to work in and through that. Another part for us is that youth serve and lead in their congregation and community. So they're living out that vocation through service and leadership. This is tied back to uh, our previous practice when we talked about congregations that provide opportunities to serve and lead. So if you haven't yet, go back, listen Mm -hmm. to that podcast Mm -hmm. uh, for a lot more context. Uh, But this is a good kind of uh, overlapping reminder uh, that young servant leaders are really important for a church, and uh, that should really be fostered. So opportunities for them to use their gifts and skills within the congregation, either uh, just to serve other people or to have an opportunity to take on some load-bearing leadership. And that really helps a congregation to be vibrant, to be healthy, uh, for them to be a place where young people can practice and learn uh, those leadership skills.
0: Like one of the things that I uh, really appreciate about the teaching Vocation too is that it's an opportunity to to encourage discipline and also to talk about excellence. So I think okay. in in discipline, yeah, it's one of those things where like we all can use a conversation around discipline, no matter our age. But I think back to my youth, and so I I was a team sport guy. I'm not a good enough athlete to play individual sports. So I got <laughs> to be. I got to surround myself it's with okay. good athletes. Okay, I'm not so, even a team sport person. <laughs> but I but I certainly remember through understanding like. Uh, my parents and others molding me in terms of what does it mean to be an athlete and a team player is that you know you got to do your job and so mm-hmm. when you learn to do your job be disciplined every play every time down the court whatever it was when you do your job well you're you're supporting your teammates you're not letting them down you're being disciplined because it's bigger than you it's not about you it's about your teammates it's about others around you how do you think about others before yourself and it starts to add that discipline to your life when you kind of have those connections to your vocation in which you're working whether it's so you got to show up on time for work whatever it is to to uh, do what your boss wants you to do and to be a part of the team. And so it creates that discipline often in us um, and and it, 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 how it kind of sharpens that skill. And excellence, I think for me it was um, you know you go back to talk about people who are looking at achievement culture and sometimes that is a giftedness I and mean, there, mm-hmm. there's not Yeah. You know, achieving isn't a sin, so to speak. It's the priority of it, where you put it. And so we have people who that's how they run. That's how they operate. That's how they're geared. And vocation gives us a chance to about here. Here's how you can go and get goals. Here's how you goal set properly under the light of the gospel um, and understanding who we are but yet then it also kind of gives us that connection. Here's where we can talk about maybe holding each other accountable or how we can strive for excellence as a church, as a business person, as a teacher, no matter what it is. And so we get those connections about, this is how God has gifted me to be about excellence and to be highly disciplined or whatever it might be. And so this is how God can use it. And especially maybe within my team or with how God has placed me in society.
1: I think for youth workers to be thinking about um, how vocation really does uh help center young people back on the cross and on their faith. Um, And it doesn't say stop doing all of these other things. Mm -hmm. It says do them well. Um, Do them with excellence. Do them for the glory of God. But you're doing them for the glory of God, not for the glory of yourself. And so uh, really uh, the same activity takes on a whole new context when you're framing it up as vocation rather than framing it up as my own need to drive and succeed and and become uh, whatever it is that I think I need to become in order Mm -hmm. to win favor right. or money or mm-hmm. any of those mm-hmm. other things
0: and i think that broader conversation to help them understand those things To man i mean i think of the you know power for a, a christian business person in a church to talk to maybe future business people to say like this is how god uses my ability to be a businessman to take care of my workers, to take care of my family, to support the church, whatever it might be to understand how God uses that. And man, when we teach that well, share those stories, what young people and all the people of God can learn through that experience.
1: And then uh, to have youth seek to be warmed challenge, and grace-filled to their community and peers. So you remember, if you look back, again, this is mirroring something else we saw in a previous practice. Um, So we talked a little bit about how congregations can have this environment of warmth, challenge, and grace. Uh, But we also want to have young people become people of warmth, challenge, and grace. Uh, So it's important for them as they go out into the world and they're meeting people who are different than them, uh, meeting people who uh, God has maybe calling them to share the gospel with in various ways, uh, that they're doing that with a level of, we we sometimes call it humble confidence, Mm -hmm. right? We're not not being aggressive, but we're also not being passive in that. We're doing it with some humble confidence, showing love and care to everyone, building relationships that allow for young people to uh, be living out that vocation and sharing the gospel. I think one of the pieces we saw in Gen Z is they have a lot of empathy for mm-hmm. marginalized communities. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, they're they're very tied to the world and national events. They know the things that are going on around them. Uh, and they want to see how their faith helps them to reach out into those places and to serve God and their neighbor. Uh, and vocation it helps give them a framework to be thinking about that.
0: Uh, we certainly wanted to lift up one important part of vocation, too, that uh, we— have near and dear to us and certainly as we talk about the church and the future of the church is vocation is a great time to also to talk to those who could be encouraged about church work vocations if they see that in their giftedness and in their skills and when they're surrounded by people who um, support them in that talk that vocation is a great job to have that conversation to talk about being a Pastor, DCE, deaconess, teacher, uh, whatever it might be, Uh, boy, musicians, church musicians, what a beautiful gift that is to the church. Um, And how do you start to lift that up at a young age, too, to mold them, connect them, um, you know, maybe invite them into some aspects of service, too, so that they understand how it works and something that they can be encouraged to do.
1: Mark, was there somebody or a group of people that encouraged your vocation as a pastor? Oh, just
0: a little. Um, so certainly, my my dad, who's so a pastor, would would uh, have that conversation often with me. I usually had he my, saw
1: that in you,
0: yeah. But I had my excuses, um, you know, to get around it when I was younger. Uh, but but you know, but I think back, you know, I was blessed. I went on with my dad a lot of calls and stuff like that. So had that uh-huh. part of growing up to you know really understand what a pastor did. Um, but certainly, had people in our church too would ask the question, "Are oh, you following your?" father's footsteps and my answer was no for years and years and so uh but certainly had those people that would see those gifts in me and encourage me and i know i have no doubt we're probably praying about it as well and through the work of the holy spirit here i am as a pastor in the church so yeah how about you i'm sure you're saying similar I- thing
1: actually no oh really uh, so like I, I've talked a little bit about how I served in on my youth board and all of these things but I really struggled even into my, my senior of, of high school going like I know I have these gifts and skills I know this is how I kind of like using them but I vacillated between about five or six different potential major career paths um, and uh, the people around me kind of knew I was struggling, and my parents very specifically did not encourage wow. me because they wanted me to come there on my own. Yep. They they knew me well enough to knew that the second that they suggested it, <laughs> it was going to be a, it was going to be a, a closed door. Um, so there there's some wisdom there, yeah. some parental uh-huh. wisdom. Uh, but it was actually my DCE Jim who, as I was uh, on this mission trip, uh, really struggling with kind of the decision to to, to step into a, a very different career path, said, have you really never thought about becoming a DCE? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that is a thing. Um, and once I got there, my parents were incredibly supportive. And in fact, many, many people in my congregation were like, it's about time that you yeah. figured out that that was where your gifts and skills were. Um, and so it's been fun for me now on the flip side of that to identify in young people that I work with, hey, you know, you should really think about this as a, a potential career path. And just the other day, got to hang out with Skylar, who is now a DCE, who um, was making me feel old because I had her <laughs> uh, I had her first year of confirmation before I, I took a call, but um, is doing an awesome job uh, now. But it's, uh, it's really so wonderful to be able to see young people grow up and then go
0: on and, and pursue that yeah and I you know it will really say this kind of to the church about I mean we are coming up on some shortages in our church body uh, pastors teachers DCE's musicians deaconesses, all along the line that the the, the spots are there and are needing of faithful church workers um, to feed God's people to direct them to um, encourage them, equip them as we, again, we go out in our vocations and serve. Um, and, you know, not that anyone would guess, uh, second guess this, but it doesn't just happen by accident. It's by the work of the Holy Spirit and how often the Holy Spirit works through people and through encouragement and molding young people. And so, you know, I think in the past our church probably had programs where you kind of like tapped them on the shoulder and really pointed young people into that direction. And maybe we've kind of lost that a little bit. And And where can we as a church be praying about that? Be speaking those words to young people, be supporting maybe financially through scholarships and other things along that line for the sake of the church, for the good of the LCMS, for the whole Christian church that we're raising up future leaders as church workers. And so just something to think about when you're thinking about those young people and you see the giftness and the passions that they have and the desire they have to serve other people.
1: And you might not know where that young person is or what they're thinking about. So certainly the way that we talk about mm-hmm. um, how we love our work and how God works through us and, and the opportunities that we have. I think the more positively we talk about um, church work as a profession and as a valuable yeah, one, right. uh, the the easier it is for young people to think about themselves in those kinds of roles. So some kind of closing challenges for you as you think about how you might help young people uh, live out their unique vocation is how is your congregation helping to identify gifts, skills, passions uh, that young people have and put them to work? So how are you helping a young person to think through what they're good at, maybe giving them opportunities to serve and lead in that? And how can that help young people better understand their vocational roles?
0: Another question is how can you help achievement driven Gen Z and guide them to keep themselves centered on the cross and thinking about vocation rather than what the world defines as success.
1: And then how can you help them to be people of warmth, challenge, and grace? Uh, how are you helping them to be people that walk out into the world, looking for ways to share the gospel in their everyday lives? We continue to keep you in our prayers as you live out a very important vocation as being a leader for young people in your congregation, and as you help those young people discover and live out their unique vocations.
0: If you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and give us a positive review. It helps other people to find us. And Gold's Podcast is a production of LCMS Youth Ministry and KFUO Radio. To find out more about LCMS Youth Ministry or to find links to resources mentioned, go to kfuo.org slash youth ministry. Thank you for listening and caring for the young people of our church.